0: people should stop feeling an immediate responsibility to know the answers. And I know that as somebody who meets with founders that are constantly solving problems, I know I spent too long trying to be the one that could give them the answer or help them uncover the answer immediately.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to awesomeing's Podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story, adventures, and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. I say this pretty often, if you're joining in in episode number two of a, of a little series, I ask you stop, drop, and roll, hit the previous track, and listen to, to Keith and I talk a bit about the Awesome Fellowship Program and some of our founding roots and, and and our why. I think that's the main thing. So I'm gonna give you one second to make that decision. Great, you made the right decision. Now we're back to episode two. For a quick recap, like I just said, we talked a lot about the Awesome Fellowship, Keith McMunn and his role and what he, really the mantle he picked up as he started here and the direction our fellowship program is heading and how we're helping companies. So Keith, let's get into some more some more, uh, some more detail, some more vivid description, all the fun words. How do we actually help the startup companies who apply to the fellowship and get into the fellowship? What does that look like really on a day-to-day or may- maybe a week-to-week, month-to-month perspective from your end?
0: Yeah, when fellowship companies apply for the fellowship, uh, I assume that they have kind of read through the four main criteria that we really care about here. And that is that you are Kentucky-founded, you have a tech focus to the problem that you're solving, you have traction, uh, Demonstrated traction. So revenue is always king, but we have a lot of pre-revenue companies, and it's tough for them to prove traction. But you, you can it can be done. And so just show us that a lot of people believe in your solution to the problem that they experience. And then finally, and uh, the last kind of criteria is that we want the fellowship founder to be full time on their startup. This means that uh, their attention is not divided and that they don't really have a safety net, which I know is scary, but we love working with founders that are not afraid of scary, or at least they push through it.
1: So a quick caveat, I'm going to cut you off right there. Do you see a pretty clear difference in the success of a company with a founder that is part-time or maybe the founders are part-time versus a company that has at least one full-time founder?
0: Hands down. Yeah. we, We actually implemented that That kind of rule in like with hindsight learning. Uh, We used to accept companies that, you know, you would hear founders apply for the fellowship and they would say, well, no, I've got a full time job, but I'm still putting in 40 plus hours a week on my startup. Um, What I'm telling you is I don't eat dinner. I don't hang out with a family. I don't sleep. I work my day job and then I work for my startup. And I think we had to graduate from the kind of thinking that was impressed by that. Uh, first of all, that's not healthy nor sustainable. Second of all, it's probably a lie. Third of all, if you've got the safety net of your day job, I mean, the, the odds of your startup, you know, really surviving or growing fast enough, scaling fast enough are kind of doubtful. Um, now, here's the thing. Uh, uh, this could be a whole separate conversation. I totally encourage people to work like on a startup as a side hustle, um, you know, to get going. But for our fellowship program, uh, you know, to be one of only eight companies that gets accepted into the program, we can't afford not to invest in the top kind of prospects. And the top prospects are gonna have full-time founders. So um, by all means, don't hear me say that you need to quit your day jobs to start your startup. But if you wanna be a fellowship company, you need to have gotten your startup to a point where you're betting on it with your own livelihood.
1: Yeah. Does that make pretty, sense? Yeah, that's good. And the way you set that up, can you go into a bit more detail of how our team actually helps these fellowship companies grow, scale, build a network, whatever it may be?
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the challenges of startup founders is having a team that uh, you can't afford, I guess, necessarily. Uh, with skill sets that you don't have. When you're a startup founder, I mean, you're your own accounting department, you're your own HR department, you're your own marketing department, development, uh, the whole thing. Uh, but what we've been able to do with the Awesome Fellowship Program is we've just given you a team. Uh, so if you've been accepted into our program, we provide a lot of that to you. So we have uh, we have an amazing designer here, a videographer, a web developer, and then a whole mentor network of experienced entrepreneurs who, you know, at minimum have lots of great advice. And then sometimes, and, you know, very, you know uh, you know, pretty often they've got checkbooks that end up coming out too, because they want to invest and they believe in what you're doing. So the fellowship program, I mean, we, we give you a team for a whole year and we give you uh, access to that team uh, essentially whenever you want it. And so, uh, you know, put us to work and let us help you prepare for your next, uh, you know, your next booth that you set up on the local university campus or wherever you might uh, meet your potential customers or, or future hires. Yeah, so that's
1: good stuff. Yeah. So again, to recap, we offer video talent, design talent, development talent, and then potentially a whole slew of mentors that are ready to help take your company to the next level. So, right. And that's good. The power of people who know you and like you that can uh, take yeah. you far. That's good. Keith, I don't know if we ever talked about this and that's totally okay, but we're going to talk about it now. What happens to companies who apply to the fellowship and do not get accepted? Do do they often reapply or do they just flat out crumble and we never hear from them again?
0: Yeah, Um, that's a great question. And I wonder if I'm going to get some kind of flood of applications after this. Please. So the answer for whenever you apply to the fellowship is it's yes or not yet. Uh, Yes
1: or not yet. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yes or not yet. Um, And, you know, I don't know if I've ever really said that as publicly as on a podcast, but I mean, that should be really the answer for any accelerator program is uh, either. Yes, you've demonstrated that this is a startup that could succeed and you're a founder that's willing to grind and and make it succeed. Or the answer is not yet. Uh, Either your startup is not yet that thing or you as a founder are not yet that person um now if you want to prove that your startup is what it can be or that you are you know you can become the kind of founder that it takes uh by all means like i want to know about it later so if it takes you you know rarely does it take as little as a week i mean it takes months might even take years but uh but yeah we've had a few applicants that have um applied and uh they had a long way to go um And and then they would maybe reapproach us in a year or we would kind of keep tabs on them and and revisit them. Uh, But we've also had, you know, some startups that were pretty dang close. Uh, And I know we talked about founders going full time. That has actually been one of the that's probably the most common not yet reason is uh, we'll quit your job and come back and let us know. Uh, Essentially, if you apply for the fellowship program and you tell me that you're going to quit your job, your day job soon. Uh, you've just backed yourself up into the corner where I say, okay, talk to you as soon as it happens. Give me a call.
1: That's, that's interesting. That makes plenty of sense. You, when someone dives in, you, you know, I guess, maybe the level of seriousness that they're attacking this. So.
0: Well, and I just want to add maybe kind of the irony, too, of a fellowship company, or I'm sorry, a company that does not get accepted into the fellowship. I essentially give them the same kind of task or challenge that I give fellowship companies when they're in the program. And that is build your traction before
1: the next time we talk to each other. That's great. So regardless of where a company is, our goal is still to help them. Right. Once they're in our network, hey, we're still friends. That's great to know. Right. Do you have any stories of companies that we have not accepted that we look back in hindsight and say, crap, we should have, we should have, or at least revisit a conversation further down the road?
0: Well, goodness, I wish we knew about App Harvest earlier. And, uh... And maybe taking a, you know, if we had known about them early enough to be on Jonathan's radar as a program to help him, um, you know, I wish that uh, we had known about him early enough that it would, been, it would have been like a pretty big risk to allow him to be one of the, the big or one of the eight companies. Um, so App Harvest is an amazing company that has got a lot of believers in it now. And so I wish I could look at our portfolio and, 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 see, their, and see their logo on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, no, they definitely have been kicking butt, revitalizing Kentucky. More props to them. Yeah, I know that that's a that's a company we always look back and say, man, they're they're yeah. they're a diamond in the rough. Well, and
0: I'll I'll give him a shout out. But uh, so Bradley Davis from Pod Chaser loves to remind me that he applied for the fellowship, got turned down, and then uh, and then we you know accepted him a few months later. Um, when, when it was already becoming pretty obvious, like, oh, you know, a lot of people are believing in this, in this company now. And so he loves to remind me that, uh, that he was a former fellowship turned down, then turned fellowship company. It's a
1: Cinderella story. You love it. You love to see it. Keith, I want to ask this same question. I believe I asked last episode, but what is one thing that you've learned while working with startup founders? while you are, again, having these monthly accountability meetings, connecting them with our team, helping grow their network, what's one thing you feel like you've learned that has changed the way you work and interact with people?
0: That's a great question. I think, it's, I think it's mainly that people should stop feeling an immediate responsibility to know the answers. And I know that as somebody who meets with founders that are constantly solving problems and running into problems as they try to solve problems, I know I spent too long trying to be the one that could give them the answer or help them uncover the answer immediately. And that's just not realistic. Um, now, what I could and what I did start doing and, and what I can promise to do is, is spend time even after our talk or our conversation of, you know, trying to uncover more information. But uh, but I think, you know, we live in a culture of immediacy, including finding information Um, but you know, not even the internet can necessarily tell you exactly the next step to make in your startup. You know, you've got to feel it out. There's a lot of subjective components to it. So, um, yeah, maybe I've just slowed down my need or my desire to have the right answers.
1: You also, without knowing, set me up really well for, for what I want to ask you next, how necessary is accountability? And I say this because won't people, won't people who are already eager to, I guess, make a really big impact and they say they're going to, won't they follow through with their word?
0: Yeah. Accountability is the biggest component of the fellowship program. And I would argue it should be the biggest component of everybody's life and personal life and relationships. Uh, It is, I mean, all accountability is, is a structured routine checking in um, either with yourself or with, you know, trusted people. Uh, the thing about checking in with yourself is it's so easy to be late to your own self-check-in meetings or skip them all together. So accountability is structured with people that you trust um or kind of or a fellowship you know director like me. Uh, it's scheduled, it's done, it's coming up. here's the big like the healthy pressure is that it's looming, and you want to be ready for that check-in, and you want to be able to deliver good news. Or you just need the, the healthy opportunity to kind of talk through something, whether it's struggles or its successes. So accountability is gigantic. And anybody, any founder or any human being uh, who has any relationship at all, uh, I would encourage you to literally pause this podcast and go to your calendar and create a recurring accountability meeting with somebody uh, whether it's to talk about, you know, work, play, anything, um, you know, just make sure that you are getting what you need in life, but, uh, for specifically this podcast, make sure your company is getting what it needs, uh, or what you as a founder or your employees are getting what they need. Uh, the structure of accountability is huge and, uh, I can't, I can't probably understate it.
1: Keith, I was literally going to ask you to follow up one last time before we head to the next little bit. What's something you can teach somebody? that might be struggling with our company. And I think it's going to be accountability. So thanks for sharing that. I feel this is a great time to, to transition. So we'll go ahead and do that.
0: All right, TTYL. Well,
1: that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesome's Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.